Hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Thank you for listening today. And greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today I want to talk about religion. What I want to say about religion is that religion is not enough. We must have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. When we have a personal relationship with God, we don't relate to him as some foreign and spiritual mystery, but as a close trustworthy friend. And today I will be ministering to you from the gospel according to John chapter 13. Christianity is based upon a personal relationship with God and that relationship is made possible through the Lord Jesus Christ. The truth is that many churchgoers fail to ever move from the point of religion to relationship. I don't profess to have all the answers as to why that's the case. Each person's spiritual journey has its own set of circumstances. Our enemy, the devil, has no problem with people being faithful, religious churchgoers. What he doesn't want is for them to give their heart to Christ and to make him the priority in their life, resulting in a personal relationship with him. I'm saying that many of the challenges people encounter during their spiritual journey are the direct result of the devil warring against their soul. In this episode, I want to look at the spiritual journey of one of Jesus's 12 disciples, namely Judas. Think about this. Judas had the greatest preacher and teacher in the world as his minister. He heard perhaps every message Jesus delivered. He saw the miracles he performed, but in the end, Judas died apart from God. Let me tell you where we are in John chapter 13. Jesus is at the close of his public ministry. He has just enjoyed the last supper with his disciples and washed their feet. And then he lays this revelation on his disciples. He says in verse 21, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Remember where we are in time. We are not at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, but at the end. At this point, he has preached all the sermons he will preach on this side of the grave. Judas has been tagging along day after day, 
month after month, year after year, and in the end, his heart is still not right with God. Now, nobody else around the table had a clue as to what was going on in the heart of Judas. The next verse, verse 22 reads, Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spoke. Remember again, we are at the end of Jesus' public ministry. The other disciples had been with Judas all those years, but Judas had them all fooled. You know, sometimes we can fool people, but the Lord always knows the condition of our heart. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. On the outside, Judas may have looked just like the rest of them, but in his heart, he was a mess. Okay, so the disciples are trying to figure out who the traitor is. And they get the disciple that the Bible refers to as the one whom Jesus loved to lean upon Jesus and ask him, Lord, who is it? And this is how Jesus responded in verse 26. He says, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now the King James Version uses the term sop, but the word means a morsel, as in a bite of food. Jesus gave the bite of food to Judas, thereby revealing who the traitor was. Verse 27, And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said unto him, That you do, do quickly. So you see, this was bigger than Judas. This was the devil working through Judas. In fact, up in verse 2, we find these words. And supper being ended, the devil having put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. So it was the devil who had put it in Judas's heart to betray the Lord. Now it's reasonable to assume that the devil tried to use some of the other disciples as well. But Judas was vulnerable because he was, as we say today, just playing church. To further my point I just made that Judas was just playing church, let's look at a couple of things the Bible says about him. This will give us a snapshot of his spiritual journey. In the Gospel according to John chapter 12, John writes of an event where Mary took some expensive ointment and anointed the feet of Jesus 
and wiped his feet with her hair. And Judas complained about that. He said, why was not this ointment sold and given to the poor? So Judas is acting as if he's caring for the poor. But here's what the Bible says in that chapter 12 and verse 6. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. So here we are at the end of Jesus's public ministry and the commentary about Judas's life after several years of sitting under Jesus that he was a thief. And then in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 24, Matthew writes of the time when Judas went to the chief priests and he said to them, What will you give me and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And verse 16 says, And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. I think that based on these biblical accounts, on the life of Judas, that it is a fair statement to say that Judas was just playing church. Now somebody may say, wait a minute preacher, Judas was handpicked by Jesus. He left the affairs of his life to follow Jesus for several years. He came to every service Jesus had, he heard every sermon Jesus preached, or at least he was present. I don't know if he heard them. And he witnessed the miracles Jesus did. Surely that ought to count for something. But that's exactly my point. All of the above is just religion. And religion will get you nowhere with God. Judas is the prime example of the point I'm trying to make. He had the best preacher, heard the best sermons and teaching, but he never came to accept Christ. You know, the last church I pastored, we used to go out once a month in the street witnessing. And one of the things we wanted to know was whether or not the person we were talking to was already saved. And many times when I asked a person to tell me the basis of his claim to salvation, he would mention when he got baptized or how long he had been a member of a particular church. The truth is that there are many people who have been going to church many years and have been baptized, but they still don't know the Lord as their Savior. You know, I think we as church leaders sometimes send the wrong message. We like to emphasize headcount and members coming to church each Sunday and getting involved in so-called church work and, of course, being faithful in tithes and offerings. But the ultimate goal 
is for each member to enter into a personal relationship with the Lord. And we get there by trusting in what Jesus did on the cross and not what we do in church to get us from earth to heaven. We get there by allowing Christ to be the Lord of our life. That means we have to be willing to give him the control. We get there by talking to him daily through prayer and allowing him to speak to us through his word. That's the life that God is calling us to. As for Judas, the Bible says the devil put it in his heart to betray the Lord. But you know, that wasn't the only voice speaking to Judas. The Lord was also speaking to him. He heard Jesus preach about hell and how terrible it was. He heard Jesus preach about the need to repent and how to be saved. He saw Jesus cast out devils, etc. Judas had many opportunities to be saved. The same is true for us today. There are many voices out there. There is the voice of this world, the voice of the devil, the voice of our flesh, and the voice of the Lord. They're all vying to get our attention. The question is, whose report will you believe? There isn't but one right answer. That is, I will believe the report of the Lord. Judas is a prime example that mere religion is not enough. We must have a personal relationship with God and that can come only through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, I hope you can receive that. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that you were blessed in our time together as we talked on the subject of religion is not enough. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.